If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 4447. You can create a healthy and happy you. 106.5 FM and now 102.3 FM. I'm Tom Busby, CNBC. Health insurer Cigna has gotten the Justice Department's approval to acquire Express Scripts, the pharmacy benefits manager, for $67 billion. That deal should close by the end of this year. Meantime, Philadelphia-based Independence Blue Cross has been hacked. The company says sensitive member info may have been accessed by cyber thieves. On Wall Street today, jitters about President Trump possibly ramping up his trade war with China, threatening new tariffs on $200 billion worth of Chinese imports. Since stocks lower today, the Dow down 92, the Nasdaq down 114. Soda sales are down, so Coca-Cola wants something new. It's in talks with a Canadian marijuana company to make pot-infused beverages. New Jersey's Oyster Creek plant, the nation's oldest nuclear power plant, shutting down operations for good today. And good news for the NFL. Ratings for last night's Cowboys-Giants game on NBC up 10% from week two of last year. CNBC. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Hey, guess what? Right now at VisionWorks, all prescription eyewear, every frame, every brand is 50% off. Yep, a nifty 50% thanks to our friends and family event. What's even better, it applies to both glasses and sunglasses. That's right. Go to visionworks.com and save 50% on all prescription eyewear. Saving on glasses has never been easier. Just go to visionworks.com. VisionWorks, we're here to help you. Some restrictions apply. See site for details. NBC News Radio. I'm Brian Shook. Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins wants Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh and his accuser to testify. I believe in order for me to assess the credibility of these allegations that I want to have both individuals come before the Senate Judiciary Committee. Christine Blasey Ford said the alleged sexual misconduct incident happened more than 30 years ago when she and Kavanaugh were in high school in Maryland. President Trump is defending Kavanaugh and blamed Democrats, saying they should have released the information much sooner. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper says Hurricane Florence is still dangerous, despite the fact that the storm has been downgraded to a tropical depression. Emergency management experts warn that flooding will continue for the next few days as rivers 
crest and spill into neighborhoods. FEMA has added a total of 18 North Carolina counties to its federal assistance list. About 81,000 people are still without power across Wilmington and Hanover County in North Carolina. Trees are down and cars have been upended in severe storms in the Richmond area. At least one tornado has been confirmed, all part of the remnants of Florence. More information is starting to come out about the arrest of a Border Patrol agent in South Texas who's accused of being a serial killer. Webb County Sheriff's Office Chief Federico Garza told reporters on Monday Juan David Ortiz attempted to do suicide by cop last weekend but was captured by law enforcement. It's believed Ortiz targeted all four victims because they were sex workers with Garza, saying he gained their trust then murdered them earlier this month. The investigation started after a potential fifth victim was able to escape and flag down a state trooper. Prosecutors are promising to bring the full force of the law against Ortiz. It's believed he acted alone and a motive is still being figured out. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. The Dow is down 93 points to close at 26.062. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Hey guys, this is Andrew Caravella. Just wanted to let you know that KCAA has a new listener line for all of you that have a phone. Now you can listen to KCAA in the grocery store, in the doctor's office, or when you want to pretend you're on the phone with someone just so that creeper will leave you alone. Call 720-835-3099 today and listen to your favorite KCAA radio shows. That number again, 720-835-3099. KCAA Radio, the station that leaves no caller or listener or behind. Hi, folks. If you're still paying for electricity every month, it means you haven't signed up for the Inland Empire's number one money savings program offered by Horizon Solar Power. Just call to qualify your home, and Horizon will give you $100, plus pay your electric bill until 2020. It's that simple. Call, qualify, get $100, and no electric bill payments until 2020. So keep your money in your pocket and become energy independent today. Call 844-711-6996. That's 844-711-6996. Or click on one of our Stay Cool ads at kcaaradio.com. You're listening to KCAA, your good neighbor along the way. The views of the following show are not necessarily the views of broadcast management or its owner. But then again, the views of broadcast management are, um, well, different. And now it's time for On the Mark Live with host Mark Westwood. Finally, a show about KCAA. Hot topics, a little locomotion, current events, news, laugh, reviews, and a little irreverence. And you. And now, ladies and gentlemen, three, two, one, Mark. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Mark Westwood, the host here every Wednesday at 3 o'clock. And uh, uh, very grateful to be here and uh, bringing you different candidates now as we come into political season. Election uh, is just about uh, 56 days away. Yeah, it might actually be 50 today. Maybe 50 days away. And today we'll be interviewing Sean Flynn, who's a candidate for the 31st Congressional District, Republican candidate. Also, later on, we're going to have a Democrat. And we'll have uh, Denny Antoinette Manzingo, and she is going to be running for 42nd Assembly District, I believe, against uh, uh, the current incumbent named Chad Mays. Right now, uh, Sean has taken on the task of running against an incumbent as well. Uh, the Republican, he's running against Democrat Pete Aguilar. And so we're going to get to know Sean a little bit today. Um, and uh, that's the purpose of these interviews, is to get to know the candidates. Uh, we don't necessarily grill them. We don't necessarily, uh, um, you know, skewer them. We, we do want to know where you stand on the, on the um, e-issues. 
And uh, so we'll, we'll ask you about things like that, and uh, then you can expound on that. We're going to just have a little chat. So first of all, I want to tell you about Sean. Sean is uh, an author and a writer, best-known uh, international bestseller, Economics for Dummies. You might recognize that name. It's pretty well-known, actually, Economics for Dummies. Sean is an entrepreneur, has grown business, uh, taught college students. Where did you teach college at? Uh, currently, I am at Scripps College, one of the five Claremont colleges over in Claremont, California. <clears throat> okay, we're very good. Uh, and you're an expert on the best ways to reform troubled health care system. So you know a little bit about uh, health care and... I do. And insurance care is what I call it at the moment. Yeah, yep. Not really health care. It's kind of cleverly disguised as health care, but you really don't get health from insurance companies. Yep. You get payments from insurance companies. Mm-hmm. And there's the problem there. And hopefully somewhere we can find middle ground on that and figure that out, folks, because it's really important to our health and everybody's health, whether a Republican or a Democrat. And uh, Sean is the founding board member of the Employment Means Success, an Inland Empire nonprofit that helps disabled workers find jobs every year. Employment means success. We'll talk a, bit, a little bit about that. That sounds a little interesting. Uh, and, uh, and you're a trustee on the San Bernardino County Pension Board. Yes, that's right. Protecting $10 billion in assets for our retirees from the county. Wow, $10 billion. I knew that would be that big. But then again, some of these county workers make a lot of money. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they make a lot of money. I was amazed. I went on something called Transparent California not too long ago. and uh, Oh, my. <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I was looking up. Well, some of the state employees, though. Now, then, you're hmm. really talking. I think this the head dentist in the state makes what six hundred thousand dollars a year working for the prison yeah, system. Yeah, he's got about six hundred. We make about three hundred forty thousand dollars a year. And uh, you know, uh, I, I looked into the city of San Bernardino, Sean. <laughs> like, oh my God, this city is bankrupt and it has been bankrupt. It's out of bankruptcy now, but it's it's teetering, folks. It could go back there, and I think there's no there's there's no mistaking it. And I went back about 11 pages before I could make and find somebody making under six figures, $99,000. So <clears throat> that's a lot of workers. Excuse my clearing my throat here. I have an allergy going on. Uh, you're the former chair of the business economic uh, department at Scripps College in Claremont uh, and also a research uh, specialist, behavioral economics and behavioral finance. Yeah. Uh, and then this says fiance. By the way, oh, it does. Oops. Yeah, just uh, just uh, oh. I'm, uh, a little bit editor. I may have typed that myself. <laughs> oh my goodness! <clears throat> might want to explain that to the wife. I'm single. Are you single? Mm. Oh, okay. No, well, no, no wonder. No fiancés. <laughs> <laughs> Behavioral fian- fiance. No finance. I think is what he meant. <laughs> Since you're mostly in economics, uh, and then an occasional commentator at Fox Business, ABC News, and National Public Radio, you hold a PhD in economics from UC Berkeley. Uh, where you completed your dissertation under the supervision of a 2001 Nobel laureate, George Akerlof. Yes, a very smart guy. And believe it or not, his wife was Janet Yellen, who later became the Fed, oh. uh, Fed chief. Right? Wow. Smart family. Janet Yellen. She was on there under Clinton, and uh, I think Trump got rid of her not too long ago. Yeah, they're on four-year terms, so yeah. she, was, she just essentially was yeah. not asked to reapply. But the, the former one before that was on for like under like four or five different presidents, and... Uh, and stayed forever, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. <coughs> he's the one that uh, kept our interest rates at a negative uh, position well, for quite a while. Well, okay, you're thinking Greenspan, who was there Greenspan, for like 20 yeah. years, and then it was Bernanke, though, that, Bernanke. That, that was there during the financial crisis, and that was two four-year terms. I think it was two, eight four, years. Eight years, yeah. yeah. But it was yeah. a while. Yeah. So, And then uh, you're also former Aikido national champion. 
What a long is time a keto? ago. Tell me what a keto is. Well, if you've ever seen a Steven Seagal movie, you've seen Aikido. So it's it's uh, okay. a lot a lot of stuff that's taught to the police about twisting someone's arm behind their back so you can get the handcuffs on. So it's mm-hmm. uh, a joint locking and throwing martial art. Almost no punches or kicks. It's kind of a wrestling art. Apparently, you were pretty successful. You co- you coached five of your students to U.S. national keto titles, um, and appeared in a sh- in Sean Penn. No, no. Uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, you just to go to Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> After a great career in business and academia, Sean is dedicating his life to helping others achieve success. He believes that the path to prosperity starts with worldwide, world class schools, safe communities, and high quality affordable health care. Wow, that's kind of you. You then you must be kind of a moderate Republican these days, right? Well, you know, both parties. I think a lot of it's just rhetoric and posturing. It, it a lot of what goes on in Washington or even Sacramento reminds me of like a, a WWE show. I, I actually love mm-hmm. pro wrestling, and uh, everyone's got their character, and you stay in character, and mm-hmm. you know, you finally after twenty minutes of smack talking have a, ta- a fight, a quote unquote fight, mm-hmm. but it's staged and. You know, mm-hmm. nothing really gets resolved, and then they just continue the show the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm a moderate in the sense that I think most Americans right now are very frustrated with both parties. Extreme left, extreme right. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, most people don't identify with either, no, so extreme no. left or right. And, um, yeah, they just want things to work properly. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't They don't want a lot of crime. They want the schools to function. Um, they want health care to be reasonable, right? You know, you might have to wait a week, but you shouldn't have to wait six months if you're a veteran, right? Mm-hmm. Um, healthcare means, and, and folks, I try to get this across to people, healthcare is not insurance care. I just said it a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. I know somehow or other we're going to have to finance healthcare. And I know we can finance healthcare. We are a, a nation of prosperity and plenty. And so, you know, if we get past that, then we have to figure out a system. Would you favor, let's say, universal healthcare, uh, Medicare for all? Um, what kind of a healthcare program would you would you want? Well, you know, I spent a lot of time researching best practice and what actually works the best. And mm-hmm. um, believe it or not, it's really simple things like, um, you know, economists like this fancy term price transparency, but price tags alone, right? If, you know, if you've got health insurance right now, you can't get the prices of anything. Like I've got Blue Cross, Blue Shield through my employer. You know, I go into the doctor, she does something for me. And then what happens is three months later, I get a bill, right? And it's crazy mm-hmm. numbers. And what, what happened in the meantime was she submitted some billing codes to the insurance company who denies them. And then they get into a three-month fight over how much the insurance company is going to pay her. And then I'll get a bill with a little line down at the bottom that says your share is this amount, right? Or right, pay this right. amount, right? But could you imagine, like, going to a restaurant if they wouldn't tell you the prices in advance? Or going to a car dealer who tells you, hey, you like that model? Hey, we've got your credit card. Just take it off the lot now, and in three months, we'll start billing you. So if you need a heart transplant, that should be a, you know, a certain amount. And then if you need you know, carpal tunnel That's surgery, right, it should tags. be a certain amount. Put a yeah, price tag You on should it. be able to see it. And mm-hmm. you know, we should be also, these things should be, there should be a cell phone app, and you just type in whatever you need done. Say, I don't know, knee surgery. <laughs> um, maybe you're Nancy oh, Pelosi, no. you get Botox done, right? You just type that in there. Oh, <laughs> and then, you'd be boom. nice now. Huh? <laughs> well, for her forehead, not her tongue, okay? <laughs> And so um, if you do that, you know, you should be able to get all the prices there all at once. Um, and then, then yeah, and then you could comparison shop. Now, there's know. a lot of women out here. You're running for Congress. Why would you say something like that about Nancy Pelosi that might take offense to that, Sean? Our ladies don't need Botox in the Inland Empire. Well, neither does Nancy Pelosi. You're, you're, you're not being respectful. Wow. Well. <laughs> 
You you're not ra- being You could raise an eyebrow to that, but you still can raise an eyebrow to that. Well, this is true. <laughs> I don't know if Nancy's had Botox. That's a personal thing or not. Anyway, let's get back onto something that really doesn't matter. Um, and talk about this, this idea that you have, which I like, is price tags. Uh, you know, if, like, for instance, dental's a problem, too. Dental's a huge problem. Dental costs are out of control. I have lost a bridge. You can't see it right now. Mm. It's in the back of my mouth. But, you know, that's going to cost me probably $11,000 to fix. Completely out of control. Completely out of control. You go into a hospital by chance and you got to take an aspirin. It's $150. You know, so don't you think we should have some price controls then? You don't need them. What you need, uh, well, actually, you, you need the greatest price control ever invented, which is free market competition. That hasn't proven to be correct, though, because insurance companies are free market competition, right? No, they're the, well, they're they're the most heavily regulated industry, and they've captured their well, own regulators. Well, as far as their delivery, but not as far as their prices, evidently, because they keep going up by 12 to 15% well, no, that's every be, year. That's proof that it's all rigged. You know, It's not rigged because it's... Free, free enterprise. They charge what they want to charge. The doctors charge what they want to charge. No, this yeah. is not true. No, that's, no, no. That's so, true. No, no. Compare, well, how can compare you account for the 12, 15% increase of prices of Medicare? And med- because it's uh, rigged. Medi- um, I, I, if you want to, I can explain it to you. But the more important thing is to like look at everything in our healthcare system that is not touched by insurance, everything that's an elective procedure, right? Well, everything has to be touched by insurance. No, no, no. They, they, insurance will not pay for LASIK eye surgery. Insurance will not pay for cosmetics surgery. Insurance will not pay for cosmetic dentistry, right? There are certain the things... The cosmetic stuff, but it's very expensive stuff, too. All of that's expensive, and it keeps going up, too. Well, okay, no. The cosmetic dentistry has actually fallen over time. Not every procedure, this and that, but the stuff that's completely cash and carry where insurance well, never pays for Well, find me a cheaper dentist. I'd love to go to it. <laughs> well, no, no, but there, there's, you know, you're, the, the, uh, the, the... But by cosmetic here, I mean the stuff not covered by insurance. But, like, take LASIK eye surgery, right? There are price tags. There have been for 20 years. When it was first mm-hmm. invented, mm-hmm. $5,000 an eyeball. So you're saying it's competitive. Yeah, well, it has to be because those doctors actually... They can't bill the insurance company, which is a third-party payer. Mm-hmm. They actually have to... <laughs> Go to the customer and say we're gonna we need your hard-earned cash, and the customer says, "Okay, well, you better deliver really high quality at really low prices." And those doctors competing with well, each low other. Well, low is subjective though, because I think it's about twenty-five hundred dollars an eyeball. Nope, nope, nope. You can get it for five hundred with a Groupon now, right? That's but not a, a standard What's price. What's a Groupon? Oh, Groupon. It, it's this company that's their internet coupons, right? You get a bunch of bunch of people together and say they're all going to go to the same doctor in this case or buy tires at the same company, and then there's like so a it's volume like a discount. co-op, and you get a vol- volume discount. Well, it's sort of yeah, on the fly volume discount. But the the even adjusted for inflation, the price of a both uh, not Botox, excuse me, LASIK is down like sixty percent in the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. It, in the meantime, the cost of healthcare overall is like more than doubled. Right, and you could do that not just for uh, LASIK eye surgery, but cosmetic surgeries. And you know the quality goes up too when there's competition. So think of a Michael Jackson nose job in 1985 versus a nose job now. Light and day, and he was like one of the richest so people in the let world me use back the, then. Let me use the price of airline tickets mm-hmm. as an example. They're pretty expensive, and they keep going up. And we're getting less services, and we have to pay for more stuff. So what they do is they charge for the ticket, and then you have to pay per bag, and then you have to pay for boarding fees, and then you have to, you know, it's going up and up and up. They just figured a different structure for that. Yeah. And so well, what most we, airlines, but not, you know, Southwest got, is now the world's largest by airline. the regulation the, of the airline industry. And so that's what people are feeling and experiencing now is that, that it's just really expensive to, to fly and really inconvenient. And um, so I, I, I kind of envision that that could happen with medical, don't you? 
Okay, but the reason the costs in the airline industry are going up so much is we haven't built out enough airport capacity, right? There's a limited number of gates and number of gate seats, and the airlines actually have to bid for those things, and the price is going through the roof. It's like real estate in Manhattan. There's only so much of it, and the price keeps going up. But we can build more airports. We've got San Bernardino Airport right here. That should be a major commercial hub in addition to Ontario. That would put the prices down at both airports because there'd be competition. By how much? <sighs> 50%. And I say that oh, because... Oh, that's way off, Sean. You're not no, going to no, get no, no, 50%. No, no. Come on. No, no. When Southwest Airlines moves into a new market, say Kansas City or something, prices fall 50%. Because Southwest actually competes. It's the only airline that doesn't nickel and dime you for the bags and all that other stuff. Yeah, because it's so low already. I mean, well, you you're getting a 19-inch seat and uh, you know, no reservations. Well, I, I, and you know, you're not getting any services with them, period. So... They, they can't charge for services they don't okay, deliver. Okay, so are you saying you don't think competition has any effect at all on does improving quality effect, or prices? But not by 50%. It does, I can show you the data for Southwest. When they enter a market where they haven't been, where, say, there's only Delta and United, Well, I think everybody 50%. driving on the road right now can say that healthcare isn't going to drop by 50% if we don't say, okay, you can't charge $150 for an aspirin. If you have, you know, certain procedures need to be around this price or whatever. I think but, it would be much faster route. Because trickle-down has never worked. Show me a case where trickle down has ever worked. No, no, no. You need trickle up. Okay, so here, trickle here, up. Here, That's here, a new one. Okay. A, no, no, no. It is. Here's it's, it, well, it's trickle up. You know, you could say a rising tide lifts all boats, stuff like that. What you need is, um, well, here the state of Indiana has done this with both state employees, Medicaid recipients. You can do this with um, Whole Foods Markets. Does this all over the country with its employees, lots of employers. You put people on a combination of two things. Catastrophic health insurance, right? Mm -hmm. Give them an annual deductible, but a reasonable one. At Whole Foods, I think it's $1,850 a year. And then the employer in that case, it could be the government with Medicaid. This is what they did in Indiana. You simply create a health savings account, and you gift people the amount of the annual deductible. So they're completely financially safe, right? Because you're paying the premiums in the background. Whole Foods does this. They negotiated with their two unions. They've been mm -hmm. doing this since 2002. Company pays the premium. Gives you a high deductible plan, but it's not that high, $1,850 a year. And then they gift the workers $1,850. And what they say is every year you keep working for us, you get another $1,850, another $1,850. But $1,850 is kind of high for somebody who's making 20 no, no, bucks no. an hour or they're, 15 No, 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 no. They're gifted the money by the company. But if they're deductible, oh, so. They're gifted the money. The money's erased by the company. No, no, no. It's put into a health savings account. Right. And okay. here's where you start getting all the action. First of all, the people are protected financially. So that covers their, their deductible, you're Yeah, saying. It's, it's what I call deductible security. You give people deductible security. Because right now we have... But who pays for that? The company? The company. That's a big company like Whole Foods. What about a, a smaller company like Broadcast Management Services? How do we afford to do that? What you would be, except the insurance companies have rigged the regulations, and unless you have 200 employees in this state, you can't get your own. You know, yeah, it is rigged. It's really it's badly rigged. rigged. Yeah. No, no, so I, mean, I don't argue with you on that. Yeah, that no, no, we find some common. That, that's rigged. Yeah. No, no, but so what you do here um, is you put people on this nice combination. You put them on high deductible insurance, catastrophic insurance, but you give them the amount, the annual deductible, and then you tell them very simply, any money you don't spend, you get to keep. It rolls over the next year. All of a sudden... People, you know, you're talking about waste in the system, and there is some waste, mm -hmm. um, but you want people to keep going in for annual checkups, mammograms. They still do, because you can compare people who are on this system with HMOs, PPOs, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But healthcare spending falls 35% right there, because suddenly you have an incentive to buy generic drugs instead of brand name drugs. You're you hoping it falls 35%. No, no, no. I can show you the numbers. I, I'm not well, making this, this is stuff interesting, up. Though, but, okay, it, it, it totally ties healthcare to employment. 
So no, that no, you leaves can make this poor, no, no, older the, people, younger people. The state of Indiana did this with Medicaid, including unemployed people. So and, that's and here's, Medicaid. No, 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 no. It's not Whole Foods, but it's the same system. It's the exact same thing. So you put people on catastrophic. So normal Medicaid, right? This was a Medicaid waiver program, a variation. Okay, normal Medicaid is first dollar coverage, right? Which means the government, if you're on that system, pays the first dollar, second dollar, third dollar, all the way up to infinity, right, for your health care. Um, what they created in Indiana, uh, 2011, they call it the Healthy Indiana Program. Everyone go look this up. Um, they created a version of Medicaid with an $1,100 a year annual deductible. And your first reaction should be, oh, my goodness, these are people on Medicaid. How could they ever afford $1,100 exactly. a year, right? Or if you're a senior citizen, yes. it's on Medicare. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the normal problem with People catastroph- can't work for the rest of their lives. That's right. No, no. So what you do is you gift them the $1,100. And here's, here's the nifty part. Here's the nifty part you end up saving a net 12%. Why? Because the healthcare spending falls 35%, even though they're still going in for mammograms, annual checkups, doing the preventive maintenance. But that 35% reduction on the back end more than pays for the $1,100 a year you're gifting them. There's okay. actually a 12% net savings. Well, so for anyone on the left, if you want to know where the money could come from to increase Medicaid's budget 12%, either to improve the provider networks or um, to increase the number of people in the system, this is how to do it. Health All outcomes. I know is that this nation pays six to five to six times more for health care than any other nation its size. And, you know... And offers you know far fewer services, and it's all tied to privacy, as you know, private corporations and insurance companies. We need to look away from that. Uh, there are other countries that have the the model where you know people pay for insurance; it's a low, low cost, low premium, and, and they get it. So we can find some middle ground on that. Let's talk about some other things because we're not here just to talk about healthcare. We'll talk about your your campaign here a little bit. Um, so you're running for Congress, and uh, you probably you know have. Uh, some events coming up and, and whatnot. What do you what do you have going on? Oh, we got community coffees. We've got home meet and greets. Well, tell us about the community coffees. Um, golly, the next one I think is going to be up in Upland the Saturday after next. I'd actually have to look up the mm-hmm. exact date on the calendar. Um, but yeah, we're doing a lot. We've got people out knocking on doors every day. We've got people making phone calls every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just spoke at a Rotary Club, and you know, you just run the. Oh candidate yeah, you were telling me about that. Yeah. yeah. So, yes, a lot going on all at once, a full-court press, um, because, you know, taking out an incumbent, it's a challenge. Yeah, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, not, next, not, not impossible, but kind of next to impossible. When somebody gets in office, for every reason, mm-hmm. people vote for them again. Mm-hmm. And so you have to overcome that. And uh, so, you know, aside from medical care, which we, we've covered a little bit and agreed to disagree on some things and agreed on some things, what about uh, things like roads and transportation? Well, we've been underfunding them massively for decades, and it's showing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, if you want to talk about deregulation, I can actually show you the best-run part of our transportation system was the one that was deregulated by President Carter, which is our railroads. We have the lowest-cost and highest-safety railroads in the entire world. So there are times when this works. Well, it works for freight really well. well yeah, it There's does. Not, not a lot of people dry, traveling on railroads anymore. Oh, you mean passengers? Passengers, yeah. Yeah, well, that's because it's being run by Amtrak. Mm-hmm. Right? Amtrak is a monopoly. It happens to be a government-run monopoly, but whether government-run monopoly or private monopoly... See, Amtrak would tell them. you the government's down on them so much that they can't run. And, yeah, so. Well, of course. I mean, the Postal Service runs a deficit every year and says they need to raise the price of Well, they of raise a deficit because they have to fully fund their pension like everybody... But like the rest, of the, gov- the that, rest of the federal government funds their pensions. No. The federal pensions are funded. No, not every federal... Not to every... to the, It's so many years out, like you require the post office to do. 
you know, they might fund their pensions, but not not for the next thirty years. My guess is if FedEx or UPS had been running the post office for the last forty years, they'd be able to do it so much more efficiency. They wouldn't just have enough money to know. fund the pensions. It costs a lot of money to get a package delivered by FedEx, but I can put something in the mail for a dollar thirty-five and it gets there the same way. Yeah, but it's being subsidized by the rest of your tax revenues. But every well, time I, the post I want office some runs, services that I said that I pay tax dollars for, I want some benefit from that. Why shouldn't I have benefit from that? What if what if you've got a neighbor who doesn't you know, order a lot taxes. of packages? No, no, no. I I'm want seriously. my parks no, no, no. clean. I pay taxes. I want to have. But those the, are shared resources. The box coming to your house is not a shared resource. Why should someone else have to the pay for your package delivery? Delivery because everybody participates in it. Otherwise, I have to no. go to FedEx or UPS and pay twenty times more. People don't have to mail packages. Yes, you do. You can't survive in this world without, especially with Amazon and everything else and less and less retail. You have to get mail. You have to use but the But Amazon mail. could set up its own delivery services, and they actually are right now, right? But So they, then, then Amazon will just charge me the cost of what it is to deliver the package. And it, Yeah. Well, they want to use um, the drones and all that, too. But Now, if you made an argument to me that, hey, we need a postal service because we need to guarantee that everyone who asks a for a mail it's ballot... A no, no, no. Everyone who asks for a mail ballot will get their mail ballot, right? We need a that's government... A good, that's a good no, argument. No, yeah. no, no, there's, there, there are other cases there, but I'm just saying, for your package delivery one, that's not persuasive to me because that's your package and you should well, bear the cost. Well, it might not be persuasive to you, but people driving down the road go, yeah, I want my letters and mail delivered to my house. I don't want to have to pay but FedEx want, or you, UPS. Do you want them at a low, efficient cost? Or do you want a massive monopoly? It happens to be a government-run monopoly, but the problem is mm-hmm. it's monopoly. And it's worked well for years and years and years. It's What the difference is is that, that there's not some people I, I getting get, a profit. I, I, get, I get a FedEx piece of mail. FedEx a big sent- guy getting a big profit. Well, the United States Post Office is a subsidized benefit to us that we get, just like going to the park and having the grass mowed and watered and neat and clean and trash-free and available to us as a service, as a benefit. I pay taxes all the time. I want to get some benefit from that. So what's the argument against that? Getting benefits? Yes. Well, no, no, there's, there's no argument except, you know, there's no political argument. If you and people like you want to f- pay really high taxes and... That's can, everybody. Uh, no, no, we no, don't no, pay no, high no, taxes. no, no, no. If you want to pay high taxes for high levels of amenities... It's a democracy. You can do that. What I'm saying is that you shouldn't have to be paying such high prices because if the post office were run better, you could have your package delivered for even less. But I want, and you could have your parks cleaned up for even less. And you could have the, the, but the I want to have here, my taxes okay, cover nice things that are benefits to me. Now, do you the want difference your taxes is wasted? They're do not you, wasted. Huh? Why are taxes wasted? On education? Yes, because we're running the world's least efficient K through twelve system. Yes, I don't think we're running the world's least efficient K through twelve system. Yes, we are. For teachers out there that might vote for you right now, that would would really disagree. No, if we were running it efficiently, their salaries would go up. Right, we are wasting lots of money. Well, this is true. We can spend more efficiently, but I don't think it's well, the worst educational system no, in the world. I didn't say it was the worst. I said it was the most inefficient, right? We put in more, more dollars per student than any other country in the world. You could just look at the developed countries, mm-hmm. and we get completely mediocre outcomes, right? At best, we're 14th in the world on test scores. By some measures, we're dismal, right? And, and, you know, our students also deserve better, right? You go to some countries like Finland or Singapore. Well, we've had a lot of socioeconomic challenges that have arisen in the past uh, 
years and decades that have challenged the educational system too. Uh, look, you I went through the LA public schools. They are being run inefficiently, and I tell you, if you really want to help kids who are socioeconomically disadvantaged, make those places. So, run how are more they inefficient? Are the teachers teaching poorly? The teachers are not given the latitude to teach well. The teachers who teach well and actually can innovate and do really well with students aren't that, paid better. Do you think it's because of the test result driven system or it was still it was there even before the current mania for testing over the last twenty years. And by the way, the, the current mania for testing it hasn't shown the promise that everyone who advocated for it said, which is once we start testing then the scores will go mm -hmm. up, things will improve. That hasn't been the case, right? And then suddenly now you have like Colorado, right, rigging the system, right? There was a ballot initiative there to uh, rate teachers, right, from really high quality down to unacceptable. They, they did it and only, what was it, three thousandths of one percent of the students, or the teachers were rated as not effective, right? And so... You could compare Colorado's test scores to say what's going on in another country, say Finland or something or South Korea, and you could Those say, are "Wow, smaller they're, they're countries, though, a lot less system." I well, think we ought to have a regional education. Well, we system. should be doing even better if we're a bigger country. We've I got would more take resources. It, yeah. I would take the system, and this is this is a little pet peeve of mine. We try to do a one-size-fits-all law program administration delivery of all of our services, and we're a country that's huge, it's humongous, and it's different in Washington D.C. and in Colorado and Indiana and Nevada than it is in California. And so, uh, I would love to have you back because I think we 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 could get some good synergy going back here. But well, we're actually I, out of time because the okay. next person's here, okay. and this thirty minutes went like that. It did, <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, this it's was good, fun. No, and, fun. and I I agree with you on the problems. I think we're just coming at the solutions a little differently. So well, I, I think I'm we could find fun. a middle ground sometimes. Yes, no, sometimes. no, absolutely. Uh, and uh, so before you go though, uh, do you have a website? Yeah, sure. Anyone wants to check it out? Um, my name is Sean Flynn. That's spelled S E A N. F-L-Y-N-N, -N, and then the website is Sean Flynn, F-O-R, Congress, Sean Flynn for Congress dot com, and all our social media, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, that's all at Sean Flynn C-A, as in California, Sean Flynn C-A. Okay, uh, so Facebook, Sean Flynn C-A, and then Sean Flynn for F-O-R, Congress dot com. Uh, <laughs> he's got an event coming up a week after next, a coffee out in Claremont. Uh, yes, I think that's right. Somewhere is there a coffee house out there? Or? Well, check out our social media. Well, there are many coffee houses. There. Yeah, there's many <laughs> coffee, but I mean a coffee house. You're having it at. You're not quite clear. I understand it. Well, you, we usually use Clash Coffee. We usually yeah. use Clash Coffee. Oh, okay. Um, yes, sounds good. Mm -hmm. Sounds good, Sean. It's been a pleasure no, having no, you. We'll you talk some more. Thank I mean, there's you. so much more we can talk about. Absolutely. And uh, maybe we can find some synergies. But this in this country, what we really need to do is do this: sit down at the table, talk back and forth, find what he thinks and how he thinks of something, and how I think of something. Or, you know, if we could do that in the United States Congress, for instance, which might be next to impossible, I guess, the way the current system is. We'll talk about cam campaign financing later. <laughs> what a disaster that is. Yes, it is. Anyway, I've been talking with Sean Flynn. He's running against uh, Pete Aguilar, the incumbent for Congress in the 31st Congressional District. The election is November 6th, and I think we both can agree... Just vote. No matter who you vote oh, for, absolutely. just vote. Yeah, turn out, out and vote. There's a lot at stake in our country, and we need solutions, and we need everyone pushing our political class towards the best solutions for everyone. Okay. Thanks very much, Sean Flynn. Mark Westwood for KCAA, 1050 AM, 106.5 and 102.3. We'll be back with Denny Antoinette, or Antoinette, Denny Antoinette Menzingo, who's running for the 42nd Assembly District right after this. You've been listening to On The Mark Live with Mark Westwood, a show about KCAA, the world, and you, with more to come in a moment.
KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292FQ Riverside, and K293CF Moreno Valley. This is a special report from NBC News Radio. President Trump says the federal government won't rest until the Florence job is done. The monster storm has prompted massive flooding in parts of the Carolinas. Talking at the White House today, Trump praised tens of thousands of first responders and federal personnel. He said they've been putting their lives on the line. Trump called it a very dangerous ongoing situation and said it is very scary. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper says former Hurricane Florence is still wreaking havoc on his state in the form of flooding, home and road damage, half a million power outages and immense misery. This is an epic storm that is still continuing because the rivers are rising. The storm has so far claimed the lives of at least 24 people in North and South Carolina. The remnants of Florence are impacting the mid-Atlantic region today with heavy rains and the potential for severe flooding. There have even been a few tornado warnings. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. From the KCAA Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner. Wrapping up the week, we'll have sunshine this afternoon with a high of 96 with winds to 20 miles an hour. Overnight, it'll be clear. All of 62 will have winds to 20 miles an hour. Have a sunny Saturday. Our high of 83 with winds to 20 miles an hour. Saturday night looks to be clear with an all of 62 will have winds to 20 miles an hour. Sunday should be sunny with a high of 91 with winds to 20 miles an hour. I'm Rod Tanner, broadcasting live from the Tri-City Center with the 10 and 210 freeways. We are the trifecta of talk in Southern California, KCAA. 102.3 FM Riverside, 106.5 FM Redlands, and the Legacy, 1050 AM, Loma Linda, San Bernardino. Success Partner presents the all-new Yucaipa and Cala Mesa Morning Market, located on the corner of County Line Road and California Street in the city of Yucaipa. This all-new neighborhood farmer's market is open from 8 a.m. to noon on most Saturdays and carries some of the freshest produce in the Inland Empire. The Yucaipa and Cala Mesa Morning Market now open on most Saturdays at 13669 California Street in Yucaipa. 13669 California Street in Yucaipa. More information at 909-222-9293. That number again is 909-222-9293 or email successpartner at live.com. The all-new Yucaipa and Calamesa Morning Market, now open on most Saturdays in Yucaipa. Presented by Success Partner. Join my gang, it's $39.95, go to philsgang.com, and then why don't you start with a video group where every day I select with this gang a stock. I will follow it based on the money flow. Whether we're shorting it or buying it long, whether dollar strong or weak, they'll be out when the institutions are up because they never have to worry that they're going to wake up the next morning and all of a sudden the stock that they're up 10% and 15% it drops. Find out more at philsgang.com or call 877-600-4264. Phil's gang- Gang.com. What are people saying? On 2018, I'm, I'm up over about 15% for the year. I love the webinars. I love all of the training videos. Bill has definitely kept me informed on a day-to-day basis on the ups and downs in the market. I would highly recommend joining Phil's Gang. Yes, I would recommend Phil's Gang. For more information, go to philsgang.com or give us a call at 877-600-GANG. That's 877-600-4264.
Hi folks, if you're still paying for electricity every month, it means you haven't signed up for the Inland Empire's number one money savings program offered by Horizon Solar Power. Just call to qualify your home and Horizon will give you $100 plus pay your electric bill until 2020. It's that simple. Call, qualify, get $100 and no electric bill payments until 2020. So keep your money in your pocket and become energy independent today. Call 844-711-6996. That's 844-711-6996. Or click on one of our Stay Cool ads at kcaaradio.com. And now it's time to batten down the hatches, because here comes more of Mark Westwood and On The Mark Live. Three, two, one, Mark. And we're back for the second part of our program. Just interviewed Sean Flynn, uh, the challenger of the incumbent uh, Congressman Pete Aguilar, Democrat, running in the 31st uh, Congressional District. An interesting uh, conversation. We sparked a little bit, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, some interesting uh, topics raised, and maybe... Uh, he's got me to think about a few things, and I've gotten him to think about a few things. But uh, we're going to move on now. Um, we have the winner in the 42nd Assembly District in the primary uh, in Riverside County, especially Denny Antoinette Manzingo. Uh, and she is uh, the Democrat running and challenging the sitting um, Assembly member for the 42nd Assembly District in California, and that would be Chad Mays, correct? That is correct. Well, Denny, let me introduce uh, you a little bit. Uh, i got a little bit of something going on in my microphone here, and I just have to <coughs> figure it out here. Um, you live in Hemet, and uh, you've lived there since 2012. And if you excuse me just a second, I'm going to... we got this... Um, I'm going to change microphones out just for a second. And, uh, this one works. It looks a little better. This, uh, we had a little crackle at the beginning... Um, and now we're having a crackle again. So <clears throat> might not be the microphone. It might just be uh, something in the system, but we'll figure it out. Uh, I'm going to carefully guide this microphone into the microphone handle without... This is a... Blowing uh, everybody's blowing eardrum out. out here. <laughs> See, this is skill when you can do that. Uh-huh. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly skill. That's much better. That's actually better. So let's uh, get back to the introduction of Denny Antoinette Manzingo. Uh, she lives in Hemet uh, since 2012. She's an attorney um, in family law, wills and estate formation for 16 years in the nation's capital. Mm -hmm. You also worked uh, in the military, correct? I did for a while. That is did, correct. Huh? I did for a while, yes. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> you were, what did they call a JAG? I was in JAG. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to go, I wanted to be at a military career. Uh -huh. But because of illnesses and family issues, I was unable to. But I still am a believer, and I still love JAG. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and was that the Navy? It was. It was, huh? Yes. Yes. Uh, and you have to be a really good attorney to be in the Navy. Yes, I, I know hope that so. For sure. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why we're getting this scratchiness, and I apologize. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll try that again. Okay. Anyway, um, we, uh, you also have been the commissioner for women for the 3rd District of Riverside County since 2013. And right. an advocate on behalf of women's issues. Uh, yes. Denny believes that we all need to uh, assist in lifting up those who are not as fortunate as we are. Exactly. And that's where I and the last candidate was here kind of disagreed. He, he uh, didn't uh, believe that we should have benefits from a government, I don't think. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, well, you know, you're paying too much for government, and government's inefficient, and educational system is inefficient, and... And I'm like, well, wait a minute here. We went back and forth on this a little bit. And <laughs> I, I know that you and I probably agree more on that. Probably. I kind of think so. I really believe that, oh, it 
it's in here too. Should yeah, I? Yeah, it might be in the mixer. Um, are you, Brandon? I apologize to our listeners. No problem. Uh, yeah, lower the the volume down on the main, a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, then, well, actually, on the main lift, lift it up, and then lower it then on the on the Behringer. All right. And see if that works. See, we're already better now. We're already better. Okay. We we're clipping. We were clipping before. <laughs> okay. I truly believe, in, and, and I do agree, there is an issue with our educational system. However, I truly feel that we can rectify it. Mm -hmm. uh, we have teachers that are using 20 to 20% 20 of their income every month. Mm-hmm. Are, are we okay? We're okay. Oh, we're, okay. We're trying to be okay. Oh, okay. You keep talking. Oh, okay. Um, buying supplies that should be supplied by the city or by the school system. Okay. And uh, we're getting into, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're, we're much better off than we were before. I agree. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I feel that we do have the funds to supply the necessary um, supplies that are needed in the school system, mm -hmm. but they're not they're not. <laughs> well, once we have it, Brandon, um, <laughs> maybe we could leave it alone. Is it okay now? I, I'm not touching it. Not touching I'm it. Not. <laughs> okay, I, I apologize for this, uh, Denny. We might have to. I'm thinking I'm going to invite you back again at another time. No problem. We'll keep interviewing a little bit and see how this goes. Maybe okay. you can have another show uh, wound up for me. Okay. <clears throat> but uh, we definitely have a problem. We just moved into the studio. And uh, unfortunately, uh, sometimes when you do that, the little gremlins get up into things. Mm -hmm. and right now, it seems to be working okay. I know. With nothing touching anything, we're, we're okay. And if we don't move. If we don't move, <laughs> we'll be all right here, I think. But uh, uh, go ahead and what you're saying. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, I feel that we do have the funds, but they're just not being distributed as they should be. Um, I feel that these students of ours... These children and these grandchildren of ours, they're our leaders today and tomorrow. Right now, we are number 44 um, on a level of, you know, the number, uh, how well we're doing in school. California is 44. We used to be number one. We can't even compete nationally, let alone internationally. Mm -hmm. And if we want our children to be leaders tomorrow, we have to prepare them now. And we have to properly fund education. Thank you very much. And uh, this is where I was differing a little bit with the last candidate. I, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, he was pointing to some smaller state with their educational services. I'm like, well, we have 38 million people in the state of California, and uh, we have a lot of kids to educate. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of money we've got to spend. We've got mm -hmm. to spend money on our roads and our infrastructure mm -hmm. and you know relatively speaking in ratio mm -hmm. of course we all want to pay as little taxes as possible mm -hmm. but when you, ta when you compare taxes to fees <laughs> and there's never been a fee a republican hasn't liked by the way exactly <laughs> <laughs> you know they all low taxes lower taxes but then they want to put on fees exactly and the fees are 10 times more than the taxes than the taxes would be and they deliver less than the taxes <laughs> because a commonality of people joining mm -hmm. together, paying for something, works better. It works much better. <clears throat> and let's talk about the taxes. As a matter of fact, let's go to the cap and trade. Mm -hmm. um, I was against that at first until I started researching it. It creates jobs. We have an infrastructure that is deteriorating. Mm -hmm. And if we don't take care of it now, what are we going to leave for our children? It is a necessity. 
And plus the fact you got to think of our environment. That's part of it, too. So I really feel what we had to do, we did. Our, tax, our gas prices haven't gone up that much. If you look across the nation, you'll see that in other, in other states across mm-hmm. the nation, their gas prices have gone up much more substantially than ours have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's got a mind of its own, doesn't it? Got mad at me. There, we try that now. Well, that okay, worked. Kind of snapped it into process there. <laughs> now, <clears throat> you know, that, that's a very interesting point, and I can bring mm-hmm. that up to, to our listeners. And that, you know, yes, we had, uh, you know, some, uh, an increase in taxes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the last candidate said we had the worst roads in the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of them in California mm-hmm. because we're servicing, you know, 38 million people. Daily. We have a lot of roads. Mm-hmm. And they're on a daily. And there's, you know, we are the port for the nation. Mm-hmm. So every truck that delivers stuff to Ohio and Indiana and Colorado and beyond mm-hmm. comes, you know, from the Pacific Rim, which we're giving a lot of stuff in, mm-hmm. comes over our roads. Exactly. And so, unfortunately, we have to, you know, shelter some of that. And we have to pay for it, but our taxes went up just a, you know a little bit. Minute, minute, mm-hmm. and but we saw the gas prices go up a little bit more because mm-hmm. President Trump put on the tariffs. Thank you very much. And you know if you spend twelve cents more, that's bad enough. Mm-hmm. But when then you add another thirty three percent or thirty three cents rather mm-hmm. on the price a gallon of gas because the president decides to put tariffs on yeah on that. Uh, on on the on the <laughs> we're having a good time today, on on the on in China and, and all these other companies. Every nation you can imagine. You know, is who are you going to favor, the Republicans or, or the the Democrats? Well, you can criticize the Democrats for putting real, direct, concrete. This is what you're going to get, but this mm-hmm. is what you're going to get for it: better roads, and you know, Proposition Six is on the ballot now. It would oh, gosh. effectively reverse everything. That we've tried to do. That we've tried to do. Have you noticed around the state, (coughs) if you look even in our backyard, you're seeing roads being repaired? $720 million. Thank you very much. Would in construction projects, including right out here on the 10 freeway. That's what I was going to say. That they're right in the middle of doing, expanding the roadway. Exactly. All the jobs it's creating. Thank you. We'd lose all of that. It would stop immediately. Everything. So, you know, yeah, it's a need. I don't want any new taxes. I don't want to pay for things. But, you know, folks, you got to pay for what you get. And it's not that much. We're asking a little bit for a whole heck of a lot, you know. And we had the argument over FedEx and the post office too. I'm like, well, oh my god, <laughs> FedEx is you know dozens and dozens times more expensive to get a package delivered than the United States Postal Service that basically does the same thing. And he says, well, should you have to subsidize that? And I says, we have for years. And by the way, that's a benefit for us. I want to receive some benefits for my tax dollars, okay? I kind of think I would like to as well. Right. Social Security, (laughs) Medicare. Thank you very much. the old people in their nation, including me now. Oh, I'm glad you brought up seniors. Yeah. You know, it's a shame. Those are the shoulders that we're standing on, and we're broadening ours for the next generation because we're going to be there in a minute. Mm -hmm. These seniors, every single month, Do you know, Mark, that they have to make a decision between what life necessities that they can Mm -hmm. afford Mm -hmm. and the cost of medication, the cost of medical insurance is just ridiculous, let alone housing. We don't even need to go there. And we need universal health care. We really do, Mark. This will help Mm -hmm. our seniors. It will help our single parents that are living on the streets in cars with their children because they can't afford the necessities for their children. It will cut back the cost 
of medical insurance and medical care, plus the fact when you do preventative medicine in the long term, a lot of our seniors that are out there now that are ill and have very, you know, uh, what kind of, I don't know what kind of illnesses you want to call, but Mm -hmm. a lot of the illnesses that they have, they wouldn't have those if they were able to have preventative medicine along the way. So I, I... Oh, hurt yeah. for those seniors. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, a trade-off here. Mm-hmm. Folks, you know, fees, <clears throat> which mm-hmm. is exactly what health care is. It's a fee. Thank you. Or you taxes, and you would have Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. Or you would have some sort of a universal health care system mm-hmm. where it would be actually a health care system, not insurance care. Thank you. And, you know, these seniors, you know, are expected to subsidize these insurance companies. And it's a uh, shame. And Sean Fun was talking about a health savings account, which we've heard this before. Oh, yeah. Uh, health savings account amounts to, uh, you, you'll get a tax deduction. Well, if you're not paying that many taxes, then the tax deduction is not going to help you anyway. And uh, you Who's know, getting the tax deduction? Exactly, exactly. And, and so what happens is, you know, he wants to set up this $1,800 health care savings account where it says it works in Indiana where people get that t- deductible of their health care taking care of or erased by a health savings account. Well, that's not the case because the health savings account never appears anywhere. It never appears because, well, it's not there. It's not there. If you're only paying so much in taxes, if you pay $500 in taxes and you're not getting anything back, then where do you get that health savings from? Where's the savings? Where's it going to come from? You know, I'm so glad you brought that up. A girlfriend of mine, one of my very good friends, when in our younger days, (laughs) about five years ago, she went over to England to visit her, her uh, beau at that time. She called me, and she was sick. She had a, an, an abscessed tooth. And she said, Dan, they don't take our insurance, so call mom because I'm going to need money, thinking about what we would pay here. So I waited for her to call back for a couple of days. I didn't hear from her. I finally called her back. She said, oh, I didn't get in touch with you because the bill was $4 for my medicine. Oh, my gosh. That's what we need here. And dental care. You know, we're so busy arguing for our health that we don't get a chance to say the the dental. The dental is outrageous. I'm starting Mm -hmm. to bring this up more and more Mm -hmm. because I have a need. I have Mm -hmm. a bridge that's gone. I didn't have dental insurance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're giving me quotes of Mm -hmm. Mm $25,000, $30,000. That's a car, $25,000 or $30,000 for like four or five teeth in the back of my mouth. Thank God you can't see it, but (laughs) it's hard for me to chew. Sure, sure. And that's a chewing hazard and a swallowing hazard and the whole nine yards And you know what else? It's a health hazard. Mm -hmm. However, if we had had universal health care, you wouldn't have that problem right. because it would cover it all. And it wouldn't be a stress monetarily on the nation. The extra money we would save would be in the billions. That could help in our educational system. It could also help in our roads. It could mm-hmm. help with our environment. A little bit it of cost control, too. Exactly. Oh, so. you talk about cost control and regulation. <laughs> and they, they lose their minds. It's like, oh, no, we can't have that. It's private enterprise. He's quoting like LASIK eye surgery. He thinks he can get for $500 an eyeball. And I'm like, you can't get LASIK for that. An eyeball? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh it, my gosh, even no. $1,000, you can't get no. it for that. You know, It hasn't no. gone in. And it's like, what, what world are you living in? But <laughs> Well, you know, Mark, what I really believe is that there's two different worlds right now. You know, the unions brought, and I'm kind of going off script here, but the unions made... Oh, we don't have a script, Okay, good. (laughs) No, I don't mean our script, but just as we're talking. Mm -hmm. The unions made us available for middle-income, middle-class people. We never had a middle class. 
they're separating this middle class and dropping them down, all of us, into a lower socioeconomic balance. It's happening naturally, yeah. Exactly. So when you bring up the LASIK for the eye surgery, people in the lower socioeconomic can't, they don't even know, they can't even fathom what that is. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These people are looking at what they can afford. They, they have the money. They get the tax breaks. These benefits are for them. They're not for everyone. I'm for everyone. Mm-hmm. I'm for the people down here because y- every one of us are two and three paychecks away from being right down there with them. Somebody needed to say 25 or 30 years ago, you can't charge $150 for an aspirin. You can't, you know, you can't charge... for this little surgery you're going to do. And you're out that evening. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, healthcare and hospitalization Mm -hmm. has gone way, way down. It really has. And housing. And housing. Let's talk about housing. Oh, yes. Have you ever thought that we would see housing for lower income people, a house would cost them three and four hundred thousand dollars? You know, it just blows my mind. This happened in the past five, six years. Mm -hmm. I think it's happened because of house flipping. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, and it's happened because we haven't regulated that. Thank you. And said no. There mm-hmm. you go. There's private privatization there. Real estate industry's not hardly regulated mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we got these people to come in and they buy the houses from the banks <laughs> and for nothing. From, from mortgage for nothing before they Cash. even get into the public. You can't even get a house like Mm-mm. that. Mm-mm. You used to be able to go and buy a, a repo or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. These RITs and these real estate trust companies and these big corporations now these hawks on them, mm-hmm. and you know they're buying them like a second they come available by exactly. a blip. Exactly. Uh, and and then they take this. Ha- I had a house I was looking at. Mm-hmm. It was a hundred and thirty thousand dollar house. It wasn't mm-hmm. a big house. It was like twelve hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. This is a mm-hmm. couple, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a repo. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I knew it was, and I was trying to get it. Mm-hmm. It was in my neighborhood. I was watching it and everything else. And all of a sudden, <laughs> I see trucks out in front of me. I says, "This house hasn't even been on the market yet." Exactly. Oh no, we we bought it. We, well, you know, we they have a contract. List. They have a list. Yeah. They have a list, and they watch these houses. They they communicate. It's with corruption the, is it, what it is. I think it is. It's corruption on the end of the government and everything else when and we looked at it. It really is a shame. So what mm-hmm. they did, they, they replaced a roof they didn't need to replace. Then they put in about $35,000 worth of improvements on it. Mm-hmm. And, and now $276,000 oh from and, a house and, thing. And who can afford that? Who can afford it? But what exactly. it's doing is it's causing homelessness. Exactly. You say, why are all these people homeless? Yeah, mm-hmm. there is some mental health issues. Mm-hmm. There is some drug addiction issues. Mm-hmm. But that's caused by people being homeless, too. And and let's <clears> talk <throat> about that because you know that's my fever. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually start my presentation with, do you know who your neighbor is? Not the person next door. I'm talking about the one living in the gutter. You have, as I said, senior women is the largest community on the street right now oh, because of pay equity terrible. and also the cost of living right now. Mm-hmm. And then you have your single mothers that are out there with their children, little girls sleeping on the slide when I went out to feed them. Um, this is unacceptable. When you have children that are homeless, they can't go to school. They're not getting medical care. They're out there free for these predators that are out looking for them. And this is our responsibility as a nation. You go right here to downtown Redlands, the mm-hmm. Denny's, <clears throat> and right there on the nice State Street with mm-hmm. all the nice shops and the mm-hmm. diamond parlors, and right back away is an old abandoned shopping mall. Mm-hmm. And there's all these children there. It's okay, a shame. we're running out of time, and and, and, oh. and this, this half hour went pretty quickly. It really did. It does go quickly, doesn't it? Oh my goodness! But you know what? We're gonna get. You have a website people can go to. I do. My website is https dot Is that the number four or the F O R? 
the number four. The number four, dannyforassembly.com. And also my <coughs> Facebook page is Denny for State Assembly. You can email me if you'd like, Denny, C-A, assembly42 at gmail.com. I would love to speak with anyone that has issues or questions about why we're doing what we're doing. Sounds great. And dannyforassembly.com and her Facebook page. And I, I got to tell you, Denny is a JAG. I a am. former JAG. She's a lawyer. <laughs> uh, she's very well educated. Uh, she has a resume that I couldn't even get through because oh, if I just read the, uh, you know, you know, Alpha Kappa Alpha Honor Society, <laughs> Alpha Delta Kappa Honor Society, the Alpha Delta <laughs> Golden Key Society, National Key Honor Society, named 2016 Woman of the Year by Senator Mike Morrell, and <laughs> Las Arnigas Incorporated Member of the Year. I mean, you have, and then the list goes, goes on and on and on. Uh, and she is the winner she got the most votes, more than the sitting incumbent uh, in the in the primary. We hope that it continues on, and maybe we'll see the 42nd Assembly District uh, go to Denny Antoinette Menzingo, and we'll be calling you Assemblywoman. Thank you, Mark. Very this good. was a pleasure, and I'd be love to come back again. And we will invite you back again, and we'll Thank sit around you. and talk here for a little bit, Great. just like with the last uh, congressional candidate. You know, whether you know, it, sometimes intelligent people you get a charge off of them, and you yeah, want to talk to them, and you want to, <laughs> and, and, you wanna, and, and that was Sean. He was. He's a smart guy. I like mm -hmm, him. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Pete Aguilar is a nice guy too, and we're going to yeah. have him on too. Great. And I don't know about Chad Mays. I, I can't get a hold of him, but uh, you know, Chad is quite busy. Yeah, quite busy. But yeah. uh, we are going to have uh, as many political candidates on between now and the election, so you can get to know them as people get to know their thoughts, and I take them away from their platitudes <laughs> and their campaign slogans and away from their, their, you know, their trainers yes. and say this and say that and yeah. their sound bites, and we get them live right here, sit them in the chair, <laughs> and we talk about the issues. And all of a sudden, we start to find common ground and yes. human people, and exactly. that's what we need to do. I'm Mark Westwood for KCA 1050 AM, 106.5, and 102.3. We'll be back next week, same time, right here on The Mark. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5.